0: Okay, so we're in Luke 8, verses 11 through 15, and it says, This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rock are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing they will fall away. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a crop. So, you know, up above was, you know, talked about the sower that scattered the seed and, you know, the different types of soil. And then in this section, you know, they've said, Jesus, what does that mean? And um, so he says this is what it means. And he's really talking about, um, first of all, he says right there, the seed is the word of God, right? The power is in the seed. He's not talking about him being the only sower. Any one of us is a sower of the seed, right? Mm-hmm. And he's, but he's saying the power is not in the sower. It's not in, you know, the power is in the seed, but it matters the type of soil that it falls onto, and, and we see through this that the soil really is the heart and how fertile the ground of your heart is, right? Um, and so he talks about these different ones. What kind of things stand out to you just in that verse 15 that we're looking at? What words jumped out?
1: Well, what I kind of thought about was if I don't keep my heart in a place where I can have those seeds land and be fertile, that's on me. You know, if I'm not keeping in the Word, I'm gonna get that rocky, bad soil that doesn't produce much. And it was kind of, for me it was like, you know, and it says, and by persevering, produce a crop. And for me, perseverance is making sure that I stay in the Word and keep myself you know, ready to get those seeds, and for them to be useful—not just for me, mm-hmm. but for somebody
2: else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had very similar thoughts, and then I thought, well, what does it mean by having a noble? Because mine says noble and good heart. Yeah. Right. So I was looking up noble just just flesh it out and figure out what that really means. And it was talking about being righteous and virtuous and good. That oh, man, I really need to stick here because otherwise I can't. Yeah, I'm not going to be there either. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, though, my version said bear fruit with patience, Mm -hmm. but then there was another version, I don't remember which one, it said enduring. Mm -hmm. And I like the word just enduring because right now I have to endure a lot of stuff to get through. Yeah. (laughs) Every day.
1: Well, I think we have to be active participants. You know, we have to do our part to... Because we're blessed enough to be able to have the Word, mm-hmm. to fellowship with people, to have the Word. But if we're not doing our part of it, is it falling on infertile ground? Is it really going to do any good?
0: Right. True. True. Carla, you have any thoughts?
1: What is
3: it, The stone, the stony ground if it if it the seed lands on the stony ground, then it doesn't have enough soil to prosper correct
0: it falls right on the top and it says that the bird, which is Satan uh-huh. just can come peck it away and take it away
3: so then you're not getting any it's of it's not God's penetrating goodness,
0: right? it at all, yeah, you're not gonna
3: get any of it so yeah. then and then also then if it's in the thorns, mm-hmm. then you're gonna have a little bit of God's wisdom, but then you're gonna get choked out by the thorns and then you're not gonna get you're not going to retain it. Exactly. So be good all, you know, yeah. Be good all the time.
0: It says it chokes it out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: But then if you if the one that gets dropped in the good soil, then you're going to be good and then I'm going to share it with Tammy and mm-hmm. the girl, and right. you and you. And it you produces and,
1: fruit. Right.
3: Yeah. Good job, Carla. I saw it on
0: TV. You saw it on TV? <laughs> that's all right.
3: That's all right.
1: <laughs> you retained it.
0: That's <laughs> that's great though. You said it like very concisely and to the point. Um the disciples, you know, uh they could understand only what God reveals to them. And that's what he says. Only believers can understand what God reveals to them. That's why God spoke in parables. Sometimes they were meant to reveal, and sometimes they were meant to conceal. But he's saying only believers could truly understand some of these mysteries of the gospel, so to speak, right? Is what he calls them. Um it's not so much, again, about the seed itself. It, there's, it, the, the power is in the seed, the seed being the word. But again, it matters on the soil. And so we've, we've talked about, you know, Carla concisely um, um, really told us what that meant. But that soil being the heart, um, this is a, really a picture of four different types of heart. Um, and some of this is meant to, you know, we'd look at it and, and we can say, you know what, am I saved? You know, it, it, my bearing fruit, of perseverance. Um, so examining ourselves, it's also a warning to us. You know that not everyone around you, even in church, is truly saved, right? Mm-hmm. Not everyone who says "Lord, Lord" is going to be before the Father and in the heaven one day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, also, that as much as we beat ourselves up thinking, you know, I did Did I say the right thing? Have I said enough? You know, did I say too much and all of that? It, it is not about us. It's not about the, the the giver of the word. It's our job just to give off the word. And I got to imagine, I I remember um, reading a testimony of somebody who was praying over someone to be healed. And she said, I didn't even have faith other than God could do it. So there was no emotion that was put into it. It was just... Yeah, Lord, you know, if you could do it, you'd be... And the person was healed. (laughs) She was just like... So the power wasn't in us. It was in God, right? Um, So we can look at that in different ways. In fact, I even read um, a pastor that was saying, you know, even in our lives, we could see how this changes through different things in our life. Like we... If you put it like on a subject, you know, something that we struggle with, you know, at first it was hard in that area and I just let it roll. I didn't want it to penetrate my heart. I didn't want to feel any differently about, you know, X, Y, Z, and then, you know what, then it started getting a little bit, but you know what, the world choked it out and then, and then you know what, but then it took hold, right? And then and then, God helped me stick with it. And you see a lot of that through the addiction process, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we could look at it, the, the word in that light too um again the bird being you know a picture of the devil plucking away that word um it's it's there's going to be people that their heart it just doesn't matter what you say their heart is hard Mm -hmm. they're not going to hear it they'll have an excuse or a defense for why they don't believe in god um but one thing that we can see consistently in that is that God is never, even in this, God is never held to one thing. In other words, it tells us in scripture that if you put the plow to the ground, that God can put a plow to the ground in someone's life and break up that hardness. Mm -hmm. So never to think, for us to never think of somebody as too far gone or lost, right? Correct. Um, Because God can bring something, sometimes it's a, a hard thing. Maybe it's a loss of some kind or whatever. Sometimes you
3: can tell me something, yeah. and then something's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, Kim just told me that, that, that God says that if you feel like this, you know, react in this way. Don't let it, don't let it beat you down. It's yeah. good. Let God take, get, just tell God, take this away. Right. And there you go. You know, and it's
0: just these little things, little seeds that you plant. Yes, that's all we did. We're just little seed planters, and yeah. maybe one will take a root. You uh-huh. know, um, and so it doesn't have to be one time. Maybe right. the sower didn't. Maybe the sower goes out and mm. throws it several times, yeah. but at some point, God had plowed just enough of a tunnel that one falls in. You know, uh-huh. and um, and so we have to think of it as as not being very black and white and very final. And even
3: if you toss, you know, uh, five seeds out there Mm -hmm. and one of them takes, you know, that's a good thing. Because who knows who he's going to share his little seeds with.
0: I want to tell you, um, part of my husband's testimony, um, he thought he was a Christian because he was raised in the church. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, so when him and I um, went to a church together, he was teaching Bible study with me for like... I mean, a long time, like two, three years or something. I can't even remember. Mm-hmm. But he was teaching Bible study to third and fourth graders. And he had gone, and I, I'm sure many of you have heard this, but um, he had gone to service one night without me and came back out with a believer's packet. And he, and he said, I have been living the life of a Christian without actually never having penetrated my heart. Yeah. And so there's... Many people probably around us that have fall in that same category, um, where it may look like fruit, you know, um, but in reality, he was doing some good things, but in reality, it wasn't penetrating his heart until that moment when it had been cultivated, <laughs> <There> you, <go. laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, and then he realized and his eyes were open to that, uh, Jeremiah. 29, 23, 29, excuse me, it says, is not my word like fire and a hammer which breaks a rock? So God's word can break up a hard heart, can break up a rock. It is up to us just to keep scattering and praying, right? Um, Galatians 6, 9, and 10, I'll turn there and read that.
3: What
0: was it again? Galatians mm-hmm. uh, 6, verses 9 and 10. It says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. So really emphasizing that first verse there you know, don't give up. Don't get weary about it. Don't don't think, you know what, I just can't share the gospel one more time. You know, I just, I feel like I'm ineffective. I know I have felt that way. I don't, Lord, I feel ineffective. I feel like I'm not doing any good whatsoever. <laughs> you know, that's probably what I feel like most of the time. But I know the scripture is telling me here in this chapter in Luke that I do not i'm not the power it's not how well i deliver it or how well i don't deliver it it is not about me that god has a timing that he has a a way of doing things that just for me to be obedient right um see and i think uh, with
3: that go ahead and i think with that is that everybody's got their place as far as is is leading somebody Mm -hmm. that that i mean Baby steps. Yeah. Somebody needs even more of a baby step than others do. Right. And, like, probably I could even lead somebody, uh, you know, to be there a little bit yeah. better than what you could because, yeah. you know, or, or like Coralie, she, you know, Coralie might bombard somebody. <laughs> you know, just say. Yeah. I'm just saying right. because she knows what she's talking about. Right. And more than what I do. Mm-hmm. And I can just kind of, just kind of, you know, give a nudge. And then that way, then when they move forward a little bit, take that one step, then they can get the word of somebody, you know, somebody else trying to tell them what God's trying to tell them, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: I mean, Carla, if I was to ask you, this is Emmy. Emmy doesn't know how to know the Lord. What would you tell her based on your knowledge?
3: Just be happy and love people. Show people love and people will show you love and God wants to love you.
0: Mm-hmm. And how come you came to know the Lord?
3: Because I know that He died for us. Yeah. And I want to show. I want to. I want to honor Him in that.
0: There you go. You. <laughs> We're <laughs> picking
3: on Yeah.
0: Exactly.
2: A lot of years ago, I was. Um, God had called me to go overseas to be a missionary. And I told God the same thing. I'm "I'm not worthy. I don't have, I don't know all that much. I don't know what I'm going to say. And I was praying and I just thought, well, I prayed and prayed and I still wasn't hearing from him or I didn't think I was. And so there was a verse that we've all heard the Jeremiah one that says, I know the plans. That 10 and, I have 11. and I couldn't find it. And I was, so I started at the beginning of Jeremiah and thought, I'm just going to look for it because maybe that'll help clarify it or whatever. And so I just started reading and this what is what hit me so hard. Um, I think God was speaking this to me. Um, it says, it's Jeremiah 1, 4 through 9. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. And then I said, Ah, Lord, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, said the Lord. Then the Lord put put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. And that spoke to me. I mean, right at that time, because yeah. God's the one that's going to put the words yeah, in me. I don't absolutely. have to know anything, <laughs> right? He's going to be the one that's going to, you know, share whatever needs to be shared.
0: When um, uh, not that long ago, and I shared this with Tammy. I think it was, I think it was you the other day. Hmm. Maybe it was Jamie. <laughs> it might have been Jamie. <laughs> um, that it, it, Susie and I were doing a Bible study and um, the speaker had said, you know, God's invited you to the party. He's not going to leave you, you know? So mm-hmm. like he's invited you to his party. So when he says, you know, Tammy, I'm going to have you speak before these people. He's not going to then leave the building, yeah. right? He's there. He's there to speak through you. And I think that that gives me a lot of comfort, you know, like okay, you know, it's not mine to mess up. It's yours to have victory. <laughs>
2: you know, and I'm not, I'm not the one that's saving people. He, he
0: is saving people, yeah. right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they talk about too, like, you know, this one pastor that I was reading was saying, um, just kind of studying like big tent revivals and and things like that. There's some sometimes you know, very powerful evangelists, but even looking at the afterflow of that you know week 6 weeks later or whatever like how many people actually come back in it's a very emotion driven thing right it doesn't necessarily mean that that person's better given the message just um that's kind of what verse 13 talks about the people with the you know their shallow faith um they they might have some leaves but they have no root you know um they may believe for a while because they received it with joy and a lot of emotion it's what we call that hilltop experience, that mountaintop experience, you know, where we're on that God high. But then as the troubles of the world come in, you know, it kind of all falls away um, when temptation comes back around the corner or, or whatever it may be. Um, and this is less looking about a loss of salvation so much as looking at how the heart is responding to the word right um, because' well, we could get into that in a little bit, but um the the type of person that it sticks with is who we're talking about right, and how that looks um and then and then we have there in a well oh, I am seeing
3: with that too that you have to hang around people that are. Yeah, Not swearing all the time, that aren't definitely thieves, that aren't, uh, yeah. you know, uh, talking company. ugly about people, that are, you know.
0: Yeah, company are, matters. That are,
3: that are de- being nice and loving each other. Yeah. You know, you see somebody down, you're not going to go and, you know, stomp on them some more.
0: Well, it's kind of a picture, too, if you were to evaluate yourself. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't bother you mm-hmm. in those circumstances, then... As the spirit mm-hmm. penetrated your heart, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because you can be around those people and love them mm-hmm. wi- without being inclusive in, you know, and engaging in the same activity, right? But you can love them. Um, I think, yeah, the scarier part is not being touched at all by the sin around you. So, in Mark. Um, it also talks about it in, in fact, in greater depth than Mark chapter four. Um, it says that when persecution arises because of the word, so the Greek words that are, that are um, spoken of here, scandalizo, I think is how you say it, um, really kind of sounds like our word scandalous, you know, and it really points to like a religious persecution or, you know, people are like, oh, so now you're calling yourself a Christian, Carla. Mm-hmm you know, Um, and so they start retracting because of that, or, um, or they're the kind of person that's like, they're at church, they're enthusiastic, but then, you know, say the pastor falls, and so then they're like, hey, go back to church, church is a bunch of crap, because, you know, the pastor's no good, whatever, Christians are just a bunch of hypocrites, right, you hear those kinds of things, and that's really what it's talking about, because true faith, um, a man can't cause you to turn away from it, right? Um, And so we also can't put our faith in men in that way, right? Mm -hmm. Because they will fail. They will. Um, In fact, look at Peter. He denied God three times, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the difference between Peter and um, this person is that Peter, although he turned away three times, came back. So that makes sense? Like, his faith couldn't be taken from him. He was held in that. Whereas this person just leaves offended, right? Or leaves because they couldn't stand the heat, right? <clears throat> um, that next one in verse 14 there is really a divided heart, the seed that fell among the thorns, um, that very thorny soil. They heard, like Carla said earlier, they heard, but it gets cho- choked out by the weeds <clears throat> with um, worry, um, riches, pleasures of this world. Um, it brings no fruit to maturity. Now, Rich just brought in a pear off of our tree um, yesterday, and he's like, fuck and it looks like the most perfect, cute little pear. Which of course, you bite into it, and it's not. It's not ready. It's not ready. It's not <laughs> yeah. ripe. It's not a mature fruit, right? So this person this on this thirty soil, it may look like they're producing fruit. Mm-hmm. It may start to produce something, but it never matures, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, you know, the money's never enough. Nothing's yeah, ever enough. that's why I enough.
3: always say, when is enough enough? It's I mean, not
0: it, there's never going to be enough. In fact, I was listening to um, Pastor Mark that, you know, like Susie talks about him a lot. And he was saying there was, uh, you know, some billionaires, like Donald Trump was one of them, that was asked, you know, how much money is enough money? You know, he had a $100 million at the time or something. And, oh, no, that's not enough, you know. And it's like they, it's never enough for anyone that we think has everything. Um, Proverbs 23, verses 4 and 5 says, Don't waste your time trying to get rich. <laughs> we're just we just to be content with what we have mm-hmm. you know um it will strangle you searching after these things it will make you choose to not go to fellowship because you want to go make overtime mm-hmm. you know um i i see that constantly um you know
3: what is the number on that one
0: uh 23 proverbs 23 verses four through five in fact, Scripture tells us that it would be easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and I think, well, it does really speak of that our society, especially here in America, is so driven mm-hmm. right, financially that it's not a wonder that many of them make the choice to not take the time to know God, right? Or take the time to go to church or... Have fellowship.
3: What is it, uh, Pastor Herb was, was telling me something about that, the story that but you can't fit everything. With, with you? Yeah, you can't get everything through, so yeah. you can't take it with you. So yeah. what, what does
0: it matter? Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> My mom used to joke around and say, oh no, God gave it to me, he's going to let me take it all with me. <laughs> I know, she was joking, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um,
1: that's funny. My grandma used to say, you don't need to take
0: anything with you because what's there
1: is so much better. Amen. Amen. I All the time as a kid. Oh, well, yeah.
0: I, there is nothing I own that could hold up to what is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just... It's garbage. Um, let's see. Then the last one there, um, verse 15, is a ready heart. And... Some of those words you've you've um, pointed out, um, but I liked that hold fast is in one of the...
1: I don't
0: remember what version that was, but it was hold fast. Does anyone have that? No,
1: mine says retain
0: it. Retain, which is another word for hold fast, right? Mm-hmm. It is hold fast, bear fruit, persevere. Um, that noble and good heart is not about being perfect, but sincerely loving God with your whole heart—it's that—it's like you know when you were talking about noble, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just—it's sincerely loving God. It's honestly loving God. Um, this person hears the word and holds it fast, right? Whereas I think of times where I've heard the word and I'd really like it to just slip through my fingers, <laughs> or I want to pick it up real mm-hmm. slow because I know that it's going to affect me in a way I don't want to be affected, right? Um, so, but, but the person that loves the Lord just snatches it up and holds on to it like life, right? Um, and retains it. Like Carla over here, just spouting it all off. She's retained it, right? Um, the lesson that Tammy heard, you know, earlier on about, you know, in the verse that she read, like she's retained that and is able to share that knowledge. Um, It produces um, that perseverance with patience in us and um, produces a good crop. Part of that um, perseverance, we can look at, you know, again, just kind of just barely touching on, you know, is this about losing salvation? Is it not? Well, I believe a few things um, that someone, when they come to know the Lord, that they now possess the Holy Spirit. Right, Scripture tells us that Second Corinthians five seventeen says we are a new creation. First Peter one eighteen and nineteen says we are redeemed or we are purchased. Right, um, John three sixteen we are promised eternal life. Um, Ephesians one thirteen and fourteen says we are marked by God and sealed by the Holy Spirit. We are guaranteed glorification. In Romans eight thirty, is an irrevocable gift. In Romans eleven twenty nine, so we can't be un newly created, unpurchased. We don't get temporary eternal life. First um, John two nineteen says it's not of of us, um, and so just because someone calls himself a believer, it doesn't mean. Um, they won't depart of it, depart from it. And that First John two nineteen, not of us was saying, although they belonged to us for a time, or they were with us for a time, they did not belong to us. And he was referring to people that had been in the congregation but then left. He was saying, you know, they might have been in, but they weren't in, right? Um, Nothing can separate the child from the father. Romans eight thirty eight and thirty nine says. And none can remove a Christian from his hand, John 10:28 through 29. And then in Jude verses 24 and 25, it says, he maintains the salvation he's able to keep. And so what all that means is, is we hold because the Holy Spirit is also holding at the same time. He gives us the, the ability, enables us to hold. That's Um, Philippians 2.13 talks about God does his part. We do our part, but he gives us that ability to hold in, right? So that we don't walk away from our faith. And so a true believer can't come to church, experience God, and then turn away and walk away from God. That would be someone that emotionally maybe came to God or some of these other soils, right? So someone that truly knows the Lord is kept. Okay. Um, So, holding fast is this word, katecho, if I'm saying it right. Um, Holding fast is a continual choice of our will. So, even though we want to let go, even though we want to quit, there's something that compels us to never, right? And that's the Holy Spirit, right? So, ways that we hold fast. You guys have said some of them already. Um, Specifically you did in the beginning, Linda, what were some of your holding fast ways?
1: Um, for me, first of all, when I first read this, when it said noble and good heart, I thought, boy, I'm so out of here. Because I don't feel that way half right. the time. Because I'm busy thinking other things. So for me to hold fast, I have to stay in the Word. Yeah, I have to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if I don't, I start feeling like I'm drying up. Mm -hmm. You know, like I might have been a plant that could bear some fruit, but not right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm real sensitive to that. I always have been. You're wilting. Yes. Yeah. And if I don't stay in it, I I can feel it. I mean, Mm -hmm. tangibly feel. Mm -hmm. And it's not good. I don't
0: want to do that. We weren't meant to be apart from God in that way, right? That's how it kind of tied in with the last verse, you know, to abide we have we have to remain in him in order to have that that richness in order to grow and produce that fruit to become mature right otherwise we're just kind of hanging out in that letting the world choke it out phase one
1: of the advantages of getting older at least for me because i feel it faster Mm. And it gets me back on track quicker. Oh, that's good, yeah. Because when I was younger, I didn't recognize that that's what was going on. Because mm. my world was busier, mm. you know, working and raising kids and all that. You know, doing what you're supposed to do. It's easier to lose that time that you need, that you need spiritually mm. to stay abiding. <laughs> but now I like feel it like, right away. It's like, if it, even if I get short with somebody, I go, wow. I haven't been in the Word enough. Mm. Because if I am, I'm not like that, that isn't
3: me. That's me if I'm wilting. And that reminds you of how Susie, like if she'll go somewhere, she knows she's going to have to talk to somebody to to get, you know, because they're in the wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay, I prayed, I I need to talk to you about this, but I prayed before I came, okay, (laughs) just let you know.
1: (laughs) Well, freed
0: (laughs) up. Oh, man, I hope Susie never comes to me with that. <laughs> oh. when, um, how else do we hold fast? Crickets. That's all right. That's all right. Well, you know, Matthew thirteen eight says, there's going to be a varied amount of fruit per person some will produce this much some will produce this much right we have different gifts so part of looking at what is that fruit what does it mean what does that maturity that fruit maturity mean well that's talking about those things that are coming out of us. what's making us if someone looks at you and they don't know that you're a christian well that's a problem right if they can't see that you're any different than the next guy right um and so what part of that fruit looks like that you know like you said, you know, some people like Coralie, she I really think has the gift of evangelism, you know, she's able to just sit down with somebody and and explain the word to them in a way that they can understand. And she's very patient about it, mm-hmm. um, even if she her word seems hard. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Susie can be the same way, right? Um, you have. The... Well,
3: show me where it says that in there, because I don't. I've never seen that in the Bible where it says that.
0: Yeah, can you show me. <laughs> exactly right. She's going to challenge them, right? Like you're going to you're going to spout off the word. I'm going to see that you really know it, right? She's good about that. You really have the gift of service, like <laughs> so like I nobody I have ever known. I'm telling you, you really do. And so that is a fruit, though. Mm-hmm. That is a fruit. Um, well, she
3: doesn't want to share something that's not mm-hmm. so. That's not in there. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's you know, she's a Berean. That's yes. part of being a teacher, an evangelist, right? Is someone that really digs in and knows the word, and even if she doesn't know quite know. She knows that what you're saying isn't quite right, mm-hmm. right? Me, that's let the let Holy me look Spirit. At that.
3: Look at it. Yeah, I'll, I'll get back.
0: Show you. me that, right? She's yeah. a show me girl. Show yeah. me where it says that. Let me look at that and ponder about that and pray about that right um maybe some people their their gifting is um giving monetarily right they're they're building the churches right um they're supporting missionaries, you know things like that but, um uh, maybe maybe we see it through praise, maybe we see it again through Galatians five twenty two and twenty three talks about different godly characteristics, kindness and gentleness, and all of those things you know um are those fruits in your life, or are you just a mean, dirty, rotten, no good, and you have no good character reputation outside of the walls here at church? You know what I'm saying yeah like um, so we gotta we can evaluate the fruit in our lives, and Paul said constantly we should examine ourselves, mm-hmm. you know. Am I not wanting to hear something in my life right now? Am I shutting God out of certain rooms of my heart because I don't want to change in this area? Am I fighting with him on this? Am I getting my toe as close to the line as possible? You know, all of those kinds of things. Or am I embracing what the word has to say? Am I eagerly soaking it up, you know? Am I willing to, to change and be formed and to be transformed? Um, so, Second Timothy two fifteen talks about the workman who is not ashamed. Uh, the The workman that wants to please God and everything that they do let it be known that you know they're living for God and that it shows up in their life Um, they have nothing that they would stand before God ashamed about now I I don't think that we'll ever be able to say that on a daily basis of our life right Mm -hmm. but that's our goal right we want to grow to be more like Jesus and if that's not at the forefront of your mind then where's your heart right if it's it's more about I need this much money in my bank account than it is I want to be more like Jesus. Where's your heart, right? Um, so, w- what other thoughts do you have? I I've just rattled on and on and on for days. So,
3: well, I just think that if you if if with any person that's hasn't been going to church or anything like that when they were little. Because even me, I went to church when I was little. I went to church every, well, you know, most Sundays. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I I never got anything out of it. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: It was was just repetitious. (laughs) And like I said, I never got anything out of it. When I got to be an adult, I never went to church. Yeah. And then I'd go to church once in a while with Susie to her churches, and um, I would get something out of it. Mm and now i now that I'm all grown up, it's like i missed out
0: mm-hmm. or or god was leading lay, laying that foundation those seeds. i mean I, I understand
3: right? who God is, and i you know yeah. i have a good a good understanding of of what happened and stuff but mm-hmm. uh but i did, i don't know it like you do I don't, I don't know him personally i didn't i mean in a personal way
0: i but if you, i see that changing in you but yeah. if you um yeah,
3: and even just pe- people now grown up like us. I mean, mm-hmm. there's still there's still hope.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. I did not know the Lord growing mm-hmm. up yeah. um, as a child, but so part of my my testimony was you know what my family my mom's family was Catholic, mm-hmm. and we didn't go to mass or anything like that. But we had a Catholic Bible that sat on the coffee table all the time. It was like there's the Buddha and the plant, you know what I'm saying? It was like, Uh it wasn't necessarily, there was significance to me, maybe to my mom, it was an heirloom, you know what I'm saying? But um, I remember playing because the front of that Bible had one of those holographic pictures of Jesus Jesus kind of a thing. Did you? So like I'd play with it, like Uh watching cartoons all the time, playing with that thing. I remember writing my name in it, you know, like things like that. And so to me that was nothing then right but i look back at it and i'm like well there was the very beginning of the presence of god no one was speaking about god but there was a presence that there was a god right and then um i got a little bit older and you know i was a little munchkin and um the joy bus started coming around i don't know if you ever heard of the joy bus but they'd pick you up in a bus and take you to church and you got donuts and orange juice and Saying Jesus songs, and then they drop you back home,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: Um, and so I went because some of my friends in the neighborhood went, right? My mom didn't know them, you know, <laughs> kind of a thing. Uh, she'll tell you differently, I'm sure. Uh-huh. But um, but I learned not a lot. I don't remember learning anything other than that was fun, safe place, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a little later on, um, I'm, I had a friend that um, – I I don't know what was wrong with him, but he was scared all the time of, like, demons and things like that. And he told me that when he got scared, um, that he would sit in his bathtub and he would sing, Jesus loves me. And he taught me how to—he taught me Jesus loves me, and I was probably 10 years old. And, um, so if I got scared, I sat in my bathtub and I sang, Jesus loves me. Um— So then when I was about 14, I got in trouble and I wound up in a Christian high school and I had to learn who God was and, Mm -hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. But through my testimony, I can look back and say, God was always there. Right. God was always there showing up in the way that I could receive him at that time Mm -hmm. to build that foundation to when I received Christ. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even tell you a day because it started with. Prove who you are, God, and a lot of questions and a lot of defense, right? To the point where just one day I just, I knew I believed in God, Mm -hmm. right? And it just evolved in that way, and it's just evolved like that since then. But, um, so I do believe that even in those instances where someone hasn't gotten great teaching or whatever, that God has planted seeds in their life, right? Yeah.
3: See, I just think how how we were talking that if you just plant, plant little seeds mm-hmm. that even if they have a big old space between here and there, when they grow up then they're, they're gonna remember well I remember that.
0: Mhm. Mhm. Well, it's like one of the it's one of the reasons why I want you know, we did youth ministry. I wanted youth to know that they were loved and they were special mm-hmm. we do children's ministry because I want them to, if, that, if that's all they get is to come yeah. on a Sunday once in a while <laughs> mm-hmm. that they feel like this is a safe loving place to be right, right? so yeah. that's how that fruit has come out in my life and if I hadn't had those things growing up mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have the same heart mm-hmm. does that make sense
1: yeah
0: where you know you might have a heart more for other people for other reasons mm-hmm. right anything else
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.